This is the Health Space Podcast, where we interview experts in the field of integrative health and wellness. I'm your host, Prue Sturgeon. Today I'm speaking with Laura, who is a qualified remedial and sports massage therapist and is one of the longest serving team members at HealthSpace, having been with the team since 2006. In today's episode, Laura and I discuss what the benefits of massage actually are, the distinction between the different types of massage. We dive into what trigger points are and how this treatment can provide relief and the best way to get the most out of your massage. Now here's to the episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Laura, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast. Hello, how are you? Great. The question that we love to start the podcast with is what is your main go-to for keeping yourself the best version of you? Number one thing for me is sleep. Definitely. I need eight hours a night, otherwise I can't function. Exercise is a big one for me too, because when I don't exercise, I'm not, I guess, concentrating as much, but I'm not as happy myself as well. So exercise, sleep, and I think just having a good balance of everything in general. So whether it be time with family, friends, going out, having dinners, work time, time for podcasts, <laughs> time for sleeping again. Yeah, a balance as well. That's probably the biggest thing. I was reading through your bio today and you studied massage in 2004? Yes, that's right. So I studied pretty much straight out of school at the Australasian College of Natural Therapies. Wow. Which is still going. So you've been massaging for 14 years. Yes, I've been here for 12 years now at Health Space, so mm-hmm. yeah, about 13 years I'd say by the time I sort of started. And yeah, that's a really good track record. <laughs> it's long. I'm sure lots of our listeners are really aware of what massage is, and they've probably had one. Some people may not have. This episode is really about sort of diving into what is massage about, what are the benefits, and what can people expect from it in case they maybe haven't experienced it before or know anything more about it. Can you tell us a little bit about the different types of massage? Okay, a good one. People always ask the different types, especially between, I guess, the sports, deep tissue style massages. Everyone here can do the Swedish massage, which is generally just relaxation. So it's just effleurage, really light strokes, um, generally doing the whole body. Unless someone actually requests this, usually we would go more deep tissue. Um, But if someone does just want a relaxation, we can do that. So it's just pretty much getting the blood flow circulation happening more that you feel relaxed after and in that sort of sleepy kind of phase. But the remedial massage is definitely more deep. So the different types. So sports massage is generally more for athletes. So it helps with the muscle soreness from the lactic acid buildup. That's a good one. It helps to ensure good response and to quicken healing as well. People ask as well with sports massage when's a good time to have it when they're competing. I do recommend a few days before but not the day before because you can feel actually a bit flat as well um, and then after a few days after as well I'd recommend that so mm-hmm. not so not immediately after. before not immediately after yeah and is that just to give the body time to kind of rest before and after or? yeah mm-hmm. so do your Epsom salt baths get water into you hydrate eat some good foods and then let your body sort of you know deal with that and then get the massage a couple of days after that's a sports massage deep tissue massage is definitely more extreme than the sports so it's a lot deeper it's more to a specific area as well if someone comes in for you know like a shoulder rotator cuff you'd be working all the rotator cuff muscles of that right shoulder we would also work the left shoulder but you'd be focusing more on that right side so you'd be working all the muscles around there and just sort of yeah working out where that's coming from as well specifically so you're not you wouldn't necessarily do 
head to toe in that hour. So it's more um, localized to the pain if someone, maybe an athlete or someone who's very active might have the pain in the shoulder. So you're going to focus on that area. Yep. So you need to obviously listen to all their history of injuries and surgeries and dislocations and things like that as well before you dive in there. We also use in the deep tissue massage, active releases, passive releases, trigger point work as well. I find the trigger point work works best, but everyone's different, obviously, depending on what therapist you see. It's probably more slow and deep as mm. well. So there will be a bit of moving around of body parts and things to really get in there and get it moving. Um, remedial massage is similar to the sports, not as quite intense as the deep tissue. It can aid in the healing of an existing injury. But yeah, you only apply as much as what you need or feel that the client's responding to. So that's that one. We also do do pregnancy massage. We do lymphatic drainage as well. And we do hot stone massage too. Hot stone's actually good to do an hour and a half because so you can do the full body properly. What are the benefits of the hot stone? Well, that brings heat to the muscle as well. So it's like it warms up the muscle quicker than what you would do if you were massaging the muscle first before you get in there and do trigger point release work. Mm -hmm. So doing the hot stones, obviously it feels amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who doesn't like heat? Like generally everyone loves it. But it also, yeah, heats up the muscle quicker so you can get in there and release it. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds very lovely and relaxing. That is good. So something that you mentioned earlier is trigger points. Can you tell us a little bit about what a trigger point is and why that might be beneficial for someone? So trigger points are basically when there is a muscle knot, I guess. People ask what a muscle knot is. They are the muscle fibers that are tangled. So by applying some pressure on the trigger point, you hold it until it releases. It should feel quite relieving for someone who's super, super tight. They're like, oh, you've got the spot. And then when it releases, they're like, oh, it's great. So other people, it can be quite intense depending on how good they are with pain management as well. I've actually had a massage with you before and I'm pretty sure you've done the trigger points on me. (laughs) I felt so. (laughs) Yeah, and it felt awesome afterwards. Not so much during, but. Also something you mentioned earlier was the pregnancy massage. So why is that a different category and what are the benefits of that for pregnant ladies? So a lot of people do ask this as well because some people, you know, obviously when they're, especially their first, pregnancy are a bit hesitant to know is it going to help or is there anything I need to be aware of or their partner a bit worried about them getting one we don't recommend massage in the first trimester just with everything it's always a risk the first 12 weeks right so a lot of therapists won't actually do it in the first trimester just for liability reasons pretty much Um, but benefits are definitely second third trimester you can get them loads really especially towards the end I recommend them weekly because you are very uncomfortable, obviously a lot larger, there's a lot of fluid around the ankles. Mums to be are a little bit stressed, I guess, a bit more anxiety's kicking in that the baby's about to arrive and they're never gonna be just them anymore, a little person that's gonna be their priority. We do use the belly pillows here, so it's awesome. You pop the, it's basically a pillow on the table with the hole cut out, so you can actually lay face down, which is just great on itself before you even start massaging. They're just like, oh, this is great, I'm laying face down. The benefits are, it relieves pain, obviously. It stimulates a release of serotonin as well. Um, so you're feeling good after. It improves your sleep, which is obviously something that is towards the end, especially uncomfortable in certain positions and trying to sleep. So that's awesome. It can also lower your anxiety. As I was saying before, towards the end, you can sort of get a bit anxiety more so and it also can help with tightness in the back obviously getting more weight at the front of your belly so you know a lot of people do get that lower back pain um also with your breasts getting bigger the upper part of your back too so it helps with um, muscle tightness and soreness as well 
It sounds like it would be a real treat for someone who's pregnant to <laughs> yes. have a massage. And probably the more regular, the better. Yes, definitely. So there seems to be lots of different types of massages with um, many varied benefits. Do you mind just going over what the main benefits are of massages? Yes, well, there is a lot of benefits for massage, that's for sure. So I'll just go through just a few of them. So it obviously helps with pain in your muscles. It can relieve stress and anxiety um, as well as depression. can also help with your sleep. A lot of people sleep well that night, which is great. It can help enhance your exercise and recovery rate. So if you're training a lot, it'll help with that. And it's good for range of motion and digestion as well. It makes so much sense though, because if we're in pain, if we're um, feeling tired, like a massage is just so delicious that you feel great afterwards. So <laughs> I well, most of the time, most yes, of the time. most of the time, <laughs> if you don't hurt them too much. No, yeah, it is definitely. So is there anything that you would recommend for your clients after a massage or any expectations of how they might feel? to, I guess, prolong the benefits of the massage. There is a few things you can do. One is always recommend like an Epsom salt bath before bed or a long hot shower, even just to relax your body as well as the muscles are warm for when you're going to bed. You'll sleep better as well. Increase the water intake. That'll help to flush waste and also prevent the next day's soreness if you have had like a deep tissue trigger point work done to the body. Obviously avoiding then caffeine and alcohol is good because that is well, obviously dehydrate you. Um, having a light meal after is also recommended not eating anything too heavy as well and then just relaxing. Don't plan too much after the massage. Don't go into a big gym session if you can like train before or um, you know when you go home just put on relaxing music nothing too crazy no dance music and techno, dance before you go to bed. Just um, Netflix and chill. Yeah, exactly. Netflix and chill. Yes, definitely. I guess as well, like after the massage, you can experience a bit of soreness too. So it's good for people to know and realize that that's quite normal. So you might get soreness for sort of 24 to 48 hours after, but you should come good after that. It might feel like you've had a bit of a workout. Really good advice there. And is there any time that you would recommend someone not to get a massage? I guess if someone has a virus, you shouldn't be getting a massage. You just let your body rest and heal itself. With a cold, it's okay to come and get a massage. You just need to drink extra water after. You might feel a little bit worse after the massage, but then you'll come good quicker, if that makes sense. Also, I guess being mindful of how contagious it might be for the practitioner too. Of course, contagious, yes. Or if you have a skin rash, <laughs> yes. things, uh, please not. don't give it to us. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> So if our listeners could have sort of one or two main takeaways from this conversation, what would you want them to take away? What I would say is a lot of people think that massage is just a luxury when in fact it's not. I think that it's more like servicing your car as such. So people should be getting regular massage, especially with how often people are working these days, six days a week, you know, computer jobs, nine to five, less sleep in general. They should be getting them regular so that they're performing at their optimum health and their overall, I suppose, mindset and physical side, everything combined is the best it can be. I guess the other one as well is the talking part too. So when people do get a massage, what I do recommend is actually you don't need to talk to the therapist all the time as much as we love talking, I'm sure most of us. You should just try to relax and just concentrate on your breathing as well and try to be fairly quiet unless obviously you want the pressure you know deeper or lighter then obviously talk up and let us know but try to relax and have that hour to yourself to just chill out and take it all in that's such good advice a quiet massage is so good <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much laura thank you for spending the time with us thanks for having me 
for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about Health Space Clinics and what we offer, please go to our website at healthspaceclinics.com.au. If you like what you've heard, feel free to subscribe. We post new episodes regularly, so we'll have more great content for you soon. We'd love to hear from you in season two. If you have a particular question or topic that you would like us to cover in an episode, please email us at podcast at healthspaceclinics.com.au.